Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today's message comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 7, as you heard a few moments ago. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, every culture has a collection of wise sayings that offer advice about how to live your life. And these sayings are called Proverbs. And I thought we would start out today by just seeing if you can guess them. So I'll start the line and you can finish it. And shouting out the answer is completely acceptable today. All right? When life gives you lemons, the correct answer is throw them back and ask for chocolate. Okay, how about another one? People who live in glass houses, the correct answer is, should not walk around naked. And I have one more for you. When the going gets tough, the correct answer is, the tough go shopping. Now, I know you probably thought your answers were right, but... Sometimes what we expect to happen isn't actually what happens. Take life, for example. Sure, the going gets tough, and some people who are tough get going, but others run away from things that are tough. This is what we saw last week in the Gospel reading. If you weren't here last week, let me recap it. Jesus had been telling those who were following him, which was thousands of people, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will live forever, and the bread I give you is my flesh. Of course, there were many who struggled to understand what Jesus was saying. And the end result was that for many of them, when the going got tough, when the teachings of Jesus were too hard to understand, they stopped following him. That's the easy thing to do. In life, when things get tough, You do whatever it takes to make life easier. You quit. Jesus then turned to the twelve that he had called individually and said, Do you want to go away as well? Do you want to leave? Do you want to quit? Do you want to turn away from your beliefs? Do you want to turn away from me? The easy thing to do when the things found in God's word are hard to understand, is to give up Christ. When church gets tough, when Jesus' words are hard to hear, or we don't like what he says, it's easy to walk away. In the gospel reading for today, we actually see the opposite happening. Whereas last week when life was hard, things from God are hard to understand, following Jesus is too hard, We just quit the hard stuff. This week, when life is hard, let's make it more difficult. This is what you see with the Pharisees. And that's why they cause a scene in the first place about the disciples washing their hands or not washing their hands or not washing their hands the way they ordered the people to wash their hands before they eat. This all came from the fact that the Pharisees, the teachers of the law, 
had added so many of their own commandments and rules and traditions on top of God's commandments. Because we are all sinners, we cannot keep God's commands perfectly. And so what was already an impossible task was made even more impossible when the Pharisees added hundreds of extra things to follow on top of God's word. And they were so important that they basically became on the same level with God's commands, if not surpassing them. Jesus tells them as much when he quotes Isaiah, which was the Old Testament reading, and says that they are teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. In other words, the Pharisees were saying that the words of men are as good as God's word, and you have to follow it too. Jesus then tells them that by doing this, they have made the word of God void useless, worthless, because they hold their traditions higher than God's word. If you think it was a problem back then, it's still a problem today. We add to God's word, or we take away from God's word, or we say that our words are more important than God's word. And we don't even necessarily make this statement using words. We often do it with our actions. God tells us to remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. We're called to be in worship, to not despise the word of God, but to hold it sacred and gladly hear and learn it. When we don't worship, we're not holding it sacred and gladly hearing and learning it. We're only holding it sacred when it's convenient for us to do so. That's the easy thing to do. Because being in worship every single week? Well, who does that? No one. Sunday morning, it's almost NFL football season, and I have to watch the pregame shows, and that interferes with church. I have sports that me or my kids participate in, and I'm not going to force them to come to church when all they'll be thinking about is the game they're missing. It can be any activity. It can be any excuse. This is exactly what Jesus said in the gospel. You leave the commandment of God and hold to the tradition of men. We're saying that what matters more is what we say rather than what God says. And the reason we take our word or someone else's word over God's is because of sin. We are all selfish human beings, and we like to do things our way and live our life how we want to, and we don't need someone else telling us how to live our life. We are all born with this sinful nature, and this is because we are all born with original sin. And this is the sin that has been passed down to all of us from our first parents, Adam and Eve, after they sinned in the Garden of Eden. They chose to eat the fruit God told them not to. And since that day, all of us have this sinful nature in us that makes it natural for us to choose the things that go against God and his word, the things that cause us to sin. It's who we are. And sin is the reason that we have so many problems and so many issues in this world. The word of God has been cast aside for the word of man. And God's word has become worthless and useless 
for most of the world. And so we, you, myself included, are faced with the same question that Jesus asked last week. Do you want to go away as well? Do you want to follow in the ways of the world and listen to the words of man and your own voice the easy way? Or do you want to follow Christ and his word and teachings, which is the hardest thing you will have to do? But this question isn't just a question for today. It's a question you're asked every single day of your life. When you're faced with temptation to sin or not to sin, this is the question that's being asked of you. And to look, not just at Sunday between 9 and noon, but to every other hour, minute, and second. Do you want to cast Jesus aside and do your own thing? Every time we choose our way over God's, we sin. And our sin only leads to death. When Adam and Eve sinned, death entered the world. And the punishment that we deserve for our sins is death. But it's not just physical death. It's eternal death, being forever separated from Christ. This is the path that we are on when we choose our way over God's. So what do we do? Well, we follow Christ. We listen to the words of Peter who says, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We listen to God's word over our own. We follow his commands rather than the traditions of man. It's so easy, but it's not. Because we're sinners, we don't want to choose that option. And that is why Jesus Christ has given us the Holy Spirit to work in our lives. First, to give us the gift of faith, and then to help us lead a God-pleasing life where we follow the commands of God. Being a Christian is the hardest thing that you can be in this world, because the majority of the world is not Christian. The majority of the world does not believe that Jesus has the words of eternal life. But the good news is that we have help to overcome the world. And that's because Christ overcame the world. I have one more proverb for you to guess, and I promise I won't give you a false answer. Actions speak louder than... The answer is words. Of course it's words. And so in the time I have left, let me show you not just words, but also actions as well. Let's start with Jesus' words. If Peter is right, which of course I'll tell you he is, that Jesus has the words of eternal life and that he is the Holy One of God, then we cannot change those words. So we don't add to God's word and we don't take away from God's word. We don't speak for God and say, well, this is what God really meant. We take the Bible, God's word, for what it is, the word of God. Words that lead to eternal life. And then we take Jesus for who he is. God in flesh. Because he has the words of eternal life. And I have more proof, evidence, than what I will point to today that I'd be happy to share with you to help you with why Jesus is God. 
I just can't do it in all the time we have right now. John 3.16, the most famous verse in the Bible, says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. How did God give his Son? By his death on the cross. Jesus, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, who is both true God and true man, is the only one who could die on our behalf because he was born perfect and therefore did not have original sin like we do, lived a perfect life following all the commands of God, and gave up his life as a sacrifice for our sins. He took the punishment that we deserve. He took our sins. He took our death. And he took our hell to give us heaven. And he did all of this because he loves you. Jesus said, Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. And that's exactly what Jesus did when he went to the cross. He died. He gave up his life. But it didn't end there. He had said to his disciples, The Son of Man is about to be delivered into the hands of men, and they will kill him, and he will be raised on the third day. And three days after Jesus died, he rose from the dead, just like he said he would. And because of that, our sins are forgiven, and we who believe have the promise of eternal life. And Jesus has given to his church what we call the means of grace, the ways in which he gives us his grace, the things that we don't deserve, his love, his forgiveness. First of all, that's his word, the Bible, where we are able to read and learn about him. And then he has given us his sacraments, baptism and the Lord's Supper. After Jesus rose from the dead and before he ascended into heaven, he said, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And so we follow God's command to baptize all nations, which includes young and old, because all means all. And that's why we baptize ivy. Because God is going to work in her life to forgive her sins, to clothe her with Christ. And the Holy Spirit will work in her life and in her faith, just like what has happened with many of us. And on the night before Jesus was betrayed and sent to his death, he gave his disciples the Lord's Supper. He took bread, broke it, and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Then he took the cup of wine and said, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And Jesus' body and blood is present with the bread and wine because Jesus says that it is, and we take him at his word because is means is. And so we gather together in worship because Christ has called us to, to receive his gifts, to hear the word of God, to receive his sacraments for the forgiveness of our sins, for the strengthening of our faith, and for our salvation. And Jesus promised to always be with us, and he has given us the Holy Spirit, so that when the going gets tough, Jesus is tough for us and helps us to be tough and go against the ways and words of the world 
to be faithful to him all the days of our life because he and he alone has the words of eternal life. And there is nothing more important than eternal life because Christ wants to spend eternity with you. Amen. And now the peace of God which passes all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen.